Today, I want to do a throwback from one of the most popular episodes from Storytelling Secrets. Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who want to unlock their core stories and use their stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. Hey, this is Jules Dan. Welcome back to Storytelling Secrets. We're approaching episode 200 very soon. And today, I just wanted to do a bit of an encore episode. My very first solo show back in December 2019. And it was all about deconstructing a $3 million story. So, it was basically me dissecting how Russell Brunson did a massive sales presentation from stage. And a lot of it had to do with story-based selling. So, if you haven't already viewed this episode, I'm just going to make it for you easy for you. I'm just going to put that encore episode onto today's episode and hope you enjoy it. All right, all right, let's get straight into this. And the way it's going to work is that I would not want to put an hour and a half of content into a podcast. So what I'm going to be actually doing is breaking down a few sort of key areas of a story that Russell did in his presentation and I'm going to give you a bit of a takeaway piece of advice that you can use for your stories. Okay, let's get straight into it. Number one is that you want to acknowledge the desires that your people want, your audience wants, okay? It's really important that if you're trying to demonstrate something in your story, especially if you're trying to persuade someone, you want to show that you have the answers to their desires. And the way Russell does this, he says that you want to change the world. You want to create a product out there that changes people's lives, that gets people excited. He does this at the very start of his story, so he's calling out to his tribe, hey, this is what you want. Okay, and he, what he also does is that he very cleverly, he future paces how his company, ClickFunnels, on average creates a million dollar customer a million dollar funnel customer every single day and occasionally there's a room full of entrepreneurs shoulder to shoulder who are million dollar business owners so what he's doing he's future pacing with this crowd wow like i want to be in a room just like one of those people so he's he's leading he's got the answers to their desires okay so how can you use this inside of your story you need to really understand who you're talking to in this regard, okay? So, understanding your customers so, so well. How do you actually do that? Obviously, talking to them is really important. Figuring out what are their hopes, what are their dreams, what are their desires, what do they really want to achieve? It's not the money. It's the stuff that they do with the money in the outcome. It's the people they want to impact. So, think about that, how Russell was able to acknowledge people's desires at the very start of his story. Okay, so the second thing that you really should include is acknowledging your audience's fears, all right? So in this case, at the 10X event, Russell was acknowledging everyone's fear of failure. 
That is one of the entrepreneur's biggest setbacks, especially when it comes to the mental game. And that mental game is what he brings up. He brings up this old classic story of Roger Bannister. Now, Roger Bannister is the first bloke to break the four-minute mile. And previously, everyone else who tried to run the the, uh, four-minute mile could not do it because they didn't believe it was possible. So, fear of failure is something that people believe. And Russell wants to acknowledge that fact first, but he also wants to plant a seat in their mind saying, look, this is what happened to Roger Bannister. He was the one who believed it was possible to break that four-minute mile. And it happened. Once it happened, people were breaking that record again and again. And then what he does is, He cleverly segues that story from history to his own personal story. Why does he do that? Because he wants to put himself in the same position as his customer. And he says, I was going through that same issue as well. So my four-minute mile happened in August and then he just says the date. But basically, he went through that same process like every other entrepreneur is fearing about failing. He failed to hit his goal seven times. Mind you, he did have a goal to hit a million dollar business per year. But the fact is that he was going through the same sort of place that the people who were listening and humanizing himself. He wasn't the guru at the top of the mountain. He was like, I started where you are. I had the same fears as you. And this is how I got there. So think about how you can acknowledge people's fears and then really level yourself at your audience's level. And that way you can really build a connection with them straight away. So this next part really leapfrogs quite well from his last part of acknowledging the fears. And that is creating a common enemy of his audience. And his common enemy was those nasty people who in his competition who had millions of dollars in venture capital. And all he had was a thousand dollars on his visa card and a big dream and a vision. Like, wow, that is inspirational for everyone living sitting inside of that audience thinking, hey, I might be in that exact same position as Russell. So what he's doing by creating a common enemy, he's really saying like, I'm the same levels as you and I'm throwing rocks at the people you hate as well. And he is building that rapport very, very nicely. So how can you do this inside of your business? Okay, figure out who are the nasty people who are the enemies, the villains in your industry, okay? And you want to throw rocks at them. You want to figure out who are the people who are frustrating your market and you want to find a nice rock and piff it at them. So when it comes to finding that villain, it doesn't have to be a specific person. And I highly recommend you don't go and call out someone, but it could be a behavior. It could be a false belief inside of the market. It could be an idea that's spreading throughout your market. Figure out what is the villain that is causing your customer's pain and that is the rock that you want to throw at people and you want to position yourself as, hey, I'm your leader, I'm your savior, we have the same enemy, we're friends. Okay, the next tip I want to give you is all about using metaphors and analogies to bridge concepts people are unfamiliar with. Now, Russell does this really well by explaining to a bunch of people what a sales funnel is in about two sentences and what he says is, okay, so imagine a sales funnel is Picture your traditional website, right? And you have a salesman and that salesman gives you a brochure and they go run off and then they hide. You would go file that salesman, wouldn't you? And then he compares it to sales funnel. He says, a really good sales funnel is a salesman who comes in. They're really nice. They smile. They introduce themselves to you. They get to know you. They feel like, hey, what are you interested in? They show you the products and services and they give you an opportunity to buy that will help 
you grow and level up your business. Now, that is what his analogy and bridges. So, if you've got a concept that is a bit, you know, you're not sure how to explain it to people, I want you to try and figure out a way that is very easy for people to understand in order so you can create analogy or a metaphor so you can bridge that concept over them so they're like, oh, that's what he's talking about. Okay, the very last tip that I want to give you, and this is the best tip out of all of them, and that is to figure out stories that position you as the authority, the person who knows all of it, but you also want to create a story where you're the guide. Picture yourself as the Yoda, all right? So one of the stories that Russell uses to position himself as the authority was that he just finished high school, he was figuring out this funnel game, and within his seventh attempt, he hit a million dollars, which for most people is freaking ridiculous, okay? But all he was doing was just modeling success, modeling success, and it showed how he was able to do it by himself, and he's able to be the authority of the king of funnels, basically. Then he tells a whole bunch of other stories that position him as the guide. He talks about one of his client success stories, Drew from Organifi, and Drew was doing well, but then he went to see Russell for some consulting, and then they did a whole day session, and Russell said, oh, you know, change this part of the funnel, you should add a subscription service to this, and he's telling this to the whole audience to get them to feel like, hey, one of my customers had success, and I'm the guy who showed him how to do it. And it does it, he does it in a way without being an ego-driven person, okay? He does it very artfully. He also does this quite well when he says, Tony Robbins wanted to launch a new book and he approached me for help. So instead of getting a whole bunch of salespeople to sell the book, we just got Tony Robbins to sell the book in a short video. And then I coached Tony Robbins how to do it and then we did it like this and he spoke about the whole process, how they put him in a hotel room and they filmed it and how Russell was the mastermind of the strategy behind it. And this is the Yoda story. This is the guide story, okay? So how can you think of a story where you became the authority? Usually that's your backstory. You want to think about how your trials and tribulations led you to what you know right now. And then you also want to use your customer success stories, okay? Those customer success stories, how you were able to help them get over the fears and the desires get over the fears that they had at the start and it, those desires that your customer have. So that's going back to the start of this interview and being able to demonstrate a story of transformation. That's powerful. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much. And I would really appreciate it if you would go to my Facebook group. I am dropping a Facebook Live 2 p.m. MDT time. It's going to be an awesome training, especially helping coach online coaches and course creators, really getting the story out of you. And even if you're not a great storyteller, I highly recommend it. If you don't feel like attending the training, that is okay. Please join my Facebook group. <laughs> Anyways, guys, this is Jules Dan. You're going to be in for such a good treat the next few years with Storytelling Secrets. I can't wait to continue delivering and serving you guys it's going to be a blast. Thanks, guys, and I'll see you later. Well, that was pretty cool listening to that uh, from two years ago. So, it has been a few years now, and it's approaching episode 200. So, if you have enjoyed Storytelling Secrets all these years, you follow me from episode, what is this, like eight or nine, come leave me a review on iTunes. I'd really appreciate it. Um, it goes a, a long way. I'm up to 80 reviews now uh, globally. So, 
Let's try and get 100 reviews. That would be awesome. And of course, you leave a review. I'm going to read it out on the show. Uh, but that's it for me, Jules Dan. Hope you enjoy the show. Took some notes and go and apply it now in your business. Have fun.